effects of Christ's death. Mm-hmm. Peter's denied Jesus the third time. Now they led then led they Jesus from Caiaphas under the hall of judgment. And it was early. Mm-hmm. And they themselves went not into the judgment hall lest they should be defiled, but that they might eat the Passover. Pilate then went out unto them and said, What accusation bring ye against this man? They answered and said unto him, If he were not a malefactor, we would not have delivered him up unto thee. Then said Pilate unto them, Take ye him and judge him according to your law. The Jews therefore said unto him, It is not lawful for us to put any man to death that the saying of Jesus might be fulfilled, which he spake, signifying what death he should die. Now, throughout this whole section, we're going to see that it was God's purpose that was being carried out. Yes. We'll also see that from a human point of view, what was reasonable to the Jews wasn't reasonable to anybody else. Not even to Pilate. We'll also see that even though political dignities didn't agree with what was done, David Pilate and Herod, they consented to go along with it anyway and would be considered by heaven as participating in the death. Yeah, that's right. See, that is being a part of Christ's death can be an appointment, can be a curse as well as a blessing. Christ's death is going to curse some people. That's right. Amen. It's going to save. It wasn't intended to, well, I won't say it wasn't intended to curse, but it was intended primarily to save. See, the only people that benefit from Christ's death are those that come to him to be justified from all things. No one else can benefit in any sense from Christ's death. Such people comprehend people that are justified from all things these people comprehend more of what took place this night than anyone else in the entire world Uh, in the entire world there was not one other person Mm -hmm. that really understood what was happening Mm -hmm. not among his disciples not among the Jews not among the Jewish leaders no one understood But these things can be understood because God was at work in them. Yes, amen. That's an important thing to see. You cannot, when it comes to the things, spiritual things, you cannot understand what God's not in, evidently in. So the fact that God was doing this, that's what makes it understandable to those with faith. So we're seeing here, we're seeing the footprints of deity all through this all through this account they were carrying out the purpose of God the mandate Jesus gave us this was a a mandate given to Jesus so Jesus said no man takes my life from me I lay it down of myself I have power to lay it down I have power to take it again this commandment see we don't ever want to develop a casual attitude about God's commandments it's possible for people being introduced to grace to kind of downplay commandment but Mm -hmm. you don't want to do that 
And this sets the tone now for the manner in which everyone is to react to the commandments of God. They're to do them. And Jesus set the tone. He did what God commanded him. And we do what God commands us because His commandment comes along with everything required to keep the commandments. Here's a commandment to us. This is a commandment to us. Like that was a commandment to Jesus. Come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. That's a commandment to every person of God. And you can't impose that on someone else, you but you have to do it yourself. Mm-hmm. And Amen. it's just it's good to know that we have Christ as a the supreme example of this. And the commandments, the yoke is easy, but the commandments aren't. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Purposely so they're not. They require subduing a part of yourself has to be subdued to do it. Mm-hmm. Now let's look at this text. They led Jesus. They led him from Caiaphas into the judgment hall. Now this is a fulfillment of Isaiah's prophecy in Isaiah 53. There it says, he was oppressed, he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was brought as a lamb to the slaughter, as a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so he opened not his mouth. Isaiah 53.7 Now in the accounting of the reading of the Ethiopian eunuch, it says he was led as a sheep to the slaughter. Yeah. See, so that's the same wording that's in our text. He submitted to be to be led to this point where we're at right now several things have been fulfilled that were spoken by Jesus the son of man shall be betrayed into the hands of men that's happened the son of man shall be betrayed unto the chief priests and unto the scribes that has happened the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. That's fulfilled. He shall suffer many things of the elders and of the chief priests and scribes. That's fulfilled. He be rejected of the elders and the chief priests and scribes. That's fulfilled. See, things are proceeding right along with total fulfillment. This confirms to us that the working of the Lord is thorough as well as extensive. Yes, amen. Salvation's marked by thoroughness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're all I believe in the process of seeing this. How thorough. There, there isn't any area that doesn't address, any needful area that isn't addressed even how you manage your body, even that, salvation is thorough. Completely covering everything that's needed for body, soul, and spirit. Yes. Everything. Yes, Sister B. I was particularly impressed by the fact he was rejected by the chief priests and the elders and the scribes because the Lord said, we would be too. And he said, uh, they, those who kill you will think they would be doing God a favor. That's right. And the chief priests and scribes thought they were doing God a favor killing Jesus. Mm. And they still think they're doing God a favor killing the Christians. Mm. Some of them are doing they, that in the name do. of God. They do. And uh, when I was feeling sorry for myself, I remembered this passage and saying, well, wait a minute. It, you know, Pilate by himself would not have condemned him if he wasn't led, you know, pressed to by yes. the church leaders. Yes. And if Jesus said, as they persecute me, they will persecute, they you. persecute you. So yeah. I need to be expecting that. That's exactly not be right. By exactly it. right. <laughs> he told his disciples, you're going to be persecuted. Uh-huh. He 
also said, Blessed are you, when they shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my name's sake. They that live godly in Christ Jesus shall yeah. suffer persecution. Yeah. Yeah. I know that says favor, but I, I prefer the, the term service. Instead of doing God a favor, doing they were serving yeah, God. They were serving God, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Really, you mentioned at the beginning that even though these technically, these men didn't actually kill Jesus, but it was laid to their account. That's right. Because Jesus laid down, he says, no man taketh my life. But they, they did everything they could to kill him. Yeah. And a normal man, they would have killed but so God laid it to the record. And then we know that in the New Covenant, uh, in Hebrews it says that they crucified unto, that they crucified to themselves to the Son of God afresh. Yes. So they departed from the faith. They, they had been in Christ. He had been shown things. Yeah. And, but yet they turned from Him and they crucified Him afresh and put Him to an open shame. And so it, it appears as though, see this thing, God takes this serious. When Christ was right there in the midst of them, they could they could have acted differently. It, from one standpoint, from another standpoint, they did what what they would, right? What they were appointed to. They were appointed unto this work, just like Judas was appointed to a work, just like Peter was appointed to a work. But at the same time. They were in the work. Well, that, they were yeah, doing it. That's how it's declared in Scripture. That's exactly it's laid right. to their charge. Yes. I don't believe it ever says that they were appointed. To, we understand what the, the, the thing, but it never says says that it, right. it was laid to their that's right. Laid to their charge, and whenever the, the apostolic admonition is, don't be partaker of other men's sin. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, not even to to wish them Godspeed. That's right. But That's right. The the, uh, the principle here. You now, Paul was writing a bit about something, you know, a different vein. But the the principle is the same. He was talking about those that that do all of these things, and he says, "Who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same." But have pleasure in them that do it. That's right. So if the consenting to it, they didn't have to put their hand to it physically. They consented to it. Now, this has some far-reaching ramifications. It does. But when something erupts mm-hmm. that God doesn't approve, whoever yeah. doesn't object yes. is participating in that. That's day. right. Amen. That's the way it is. Mm-hmm. It's a far-reaching ramifications. Yeah. In this case, the whole nation of Israel. Right. Amen. And I mentioned that your salvation is marked with, with thoroughness. Mm-hmm. If any of us are flawed in some way, and mm-hmm. that I don't think any of us would say we weren't, it isn't because salvation is deficient. That's right. No. Amen. Mm-hmm. The That's right. Part of living in the world is being faced with distractions that mm-hmm. constrain people to neglect. Yes, amen. How shall how shall we escape mm-hmm. if we neglect? Yeah, that's right. We won't. Well, what's the there's there's no to ask the question is to answer it. Mm-hmm. No one's going to escape that's right. that neglects so great Amen. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. salvation. And here you have the the bottom of the totem pole yeah. in this yeah. account. Here. That's right. And this is after Jesus went about doing good and healing all right. the oppressed of the devil. Amen. So they went to the uh, end of the hall of judgment. Mark reads the hall called the Praetorium. John 16, 1833 says the judgment hall. Mm-hmm. Other versions refer, refer to the praetorium. This word praetorium is mentioned in seven times in the New King James Bible. John 18, 9 reads the judgment hall and later Herod's 
judgment hall. This is defined as being a, a, a hall or a room where the praetor, or we say magistrate, keeps his court of judicature. It'd be equivalent, equivalent to a to a courtroom. Mm -hmm. yeah, right. It was a special courtroom. Each ruler had his courtroom. He was like a judge is in our, That's right. yeah. in our society. Mm -hmm. They went, now it says they went not into the hall. Mm -hmm. That's the Jews. They did it. Did this for they thought religious reasons. That's right. Yeah. Lest they be defiled. I'm going to take a little detour here, yeah. a comment on this because nowhere is anything like being defiled by being someplace mentioned in scripture. That's right. Yeah. The law never mentioned anything like this. Mm -hmm. But the Pharisees and the traditionalists concocted. A tradition. Now I'm going to give you the only text where something like this is mentioned. It's found in Leviticus, the 15th chapter, verses 10, 11, 19, and 20. Whosoever toucheth anything that was under him shall be unclean to leave him. Whosoever he toucheth hath an issue and hath not rinsed his hands in water, he shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean even until even. If a woman have an issue, and her issue in her flesh be blood, she shall be apart seven days, and whosoever toucheth her shall be unclean until even. And everything that she lieth upon in her separation shall be unclean. Everything also that she sitteth upon shall be unclean. Those are the texts. Mm -hmm. yeah. The texts. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they have to work with. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think of the text here that could be applied is that you strain in a gnat and swallow a camel. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they wouldn't go into the, the judgment hall. Yeah. But they would condemn a man whenever they knew that the witnesses yeah. were false. Yeah. But the point of aggression is they said it would make them unclean. Right, right. Yeah. right. And, I, and this is the only uh -huh. text in the law that's talked about something but what they did yeah. they took these texts and they attached their tradition to them mm -hmm. and they come up with these traditions binding them on mm -hmm. binding them on people and they were they were in they weren't even good inferences yeah. see the interpretations of men are always based on what men say yeah. mm -hmm. and when they're attached to scripture they void the scripture that's right uh, yes, and it's men's interpretation is based on appearances, not on heart. On oh, what? Appearance. Appearance, exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly right. Judge not according to appearance. Appearance. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, they wouldn't go in because they were their tradition, which they made superior to the law, so they wouldn't be defiled, so they could eat the Passover, but. Uh, later in John chapter 19, we have uh, Nicodemus and Joseph of Arimathea touching a dead body, which would which would make them yeah. so they couldn't eat the Passover. But uh, so just the contrast of the yeah because because they loved Jesus, they wanted to mm -hmm. take care yeah. of his body. See, this is the tradition that they developed for hundreds of years. Yeah. Yeah. They lived with this tradition for hundreds of years. I read someplace how far back it was, but it was just unbelievable. And they just began to be embedded. So the interpretations of men always go further than the text. But tradition always trumps Scripture. Whoever people accept tradition and they see that it conflicts scripture, they reject the scripture and appeal to some other form of reasoning. Now, the Passover, under the law, when it was first instituted, the Passover 
until they got to the promised land. The Passover was held in the place which the Lord shall choose to place his name. Deuteronomy 16.2 Until they arrived at the promised land while they were journeying, when they observed the Passover, God told them exactly where to keep the Passover, where he named. Once they got to Canaan, Jerusalem is where the Passover uh, was held. So far as the record's concerned, there were no restrictions associated with the Passover that dealt with being defiled. Now, if you've got the time to search out all the texts, you can search them out. You'll not find any, I'll tell you, but you can examine it for yourself. There were no restrictions about defilement, and yet this is why mm -hmm. they didn't go in, right. because they said they would be defiled. Mm -hmm. Didn't it, one of, the last, one of the last kings had to pray and ask God to uh, overlook the fact that some people hadn't... Hezekiah. Yeah, Hezekiah. Uh, and I was thinking that yeah. was for the Passover. The people who came to the Passover well, and hadn't properly prepared themselves. Yeah, they, so some, that wasn't and some was there. circumcision. They hadn't been circumcised as one when they come to Canaan. I don't know if Hezekiah. Yeah, they hadn't properly prepared themselves. But the it, there, it wasn't talking about going in and being defiled by going in. Right. No. The, no, it was. Yeah, and Hezekiah, they had. The Jews never did serve, keep the Passover with any regularity at all in all their history. And Hezekiah was one, you know, that survived it. It was never, there was never one like that before. To some, this may appear to be a noble consideration, but it was not. It was driven by tradition. Today, in many re religious circles, there are professed believers who are shunned, ignored. Yes, yeah. Withheld from fellowship yeah. because of men's traditions, right. views, and opinions. Yes. You probably know some people like yes. this. Mm -hmm. Sincere, honest, God worshiping people, and they've been held out as strange mm -hmm. and unacceptable because they didn't keep the traditions. Yeah, that's right. And I think you will find. This is at this point is my opinion, but it's a kind of a settled opinion. That in Israel you will find every kind of religious sin committed in Israel. Where God has spoken, their reaction, like the seven churches at Revelation depict yeah. any kind of church there is. Yeah. Israel depicts sin among God's people. Yeah, in, right. in every kind of this is why we're warned about. We're warned about. We're warned to take heed to Israel, lest we fall. See, that's why. Is because they uh, went astray, <laughs> to say the least. All right, now they're in the judgment hall. Jesus is, and Pilate went out to them. This would be equivalent to the judge taking his seat on the bench. Mm -hmm. This was strictly business with Pilate. He was acting as the governor. He had, to, he had no personal interest in the case. None at all. And the Jews began, will again appeal to Pilate when Jesus is crucified. So now the point I'm establishing here is the Jews had gone to, to Pilate before. The Jews, therefore, because it was preparation that the bodies should not remain on the cross on the Sabbath day, for that Sabbath day was a high day, besought Pilate that their legs might be broken, that they might be taken away. Then came the soldiers and break the legs of the first and of the other which was crucified with him, but they came to Jesus and saw he was dead already and break their legs. So corrupt religion, see, they, they tried to use Pilate to bolster their their case and then when he was buried you remember they asked Pilate to set some, set some watches there and make sure that nobody comes steal a body yeah it's, it's just their, uh, their answer is interesting he said what accusation yeah. bring you against this man now here's their accusation if he were not a malefactor right. we would not have delivered him unto thee that's right 
Where is the accusation? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Circular reasoning. What, What charges are you bringing against this man? See, even the heathen know that accusatory an accusatory assembly has to be a lawful one. Yeah. Uh-huh. You can't try someone that without an accusation. Even the government knows this. That's Even right. worldly government knows this. Yet this happens a lot. Uh-huh. People are put on trial of some sort without any accusation. Mm-hmm. Again, I have a question. Yeah. So the, the Jews that have taken Jesus to Pilate, they, they wouldn't enter the judgment hall because they said with defile them. What was that? The Jews that had taken Jesus to Pilate, they would not enter the judgment hall because they said it would defile them. Yeah. So Pilate went out to them. That's exactly what he did. He, so he, he didn't take his seat in the courtroom. He, he came out to the Jews. Well, when the, when the trial started, he took, that's when he when he said when it was the trial the trial hadn't started yet yeah that's why he went out to them to find out you know what, what what's the charge what's okay. the accusation I see what you're saying yes thank you it's interesting that Jesus now Jesus is a different kind of man he went all about the land he, he, he even went to a centurion's house right <laughs> I mean it, it, he, he wasn't he knew that being in the world wasn't gonna isn't what defiled him. It's it's what you do. Yeah. And so he, it's interesting. You know, these these men that were with them, supposedly the height of religious power, and they they were worshiping absolutely with with without any foundation. They were just like whatever yeah. had been handed down to them. They tried their best to keep it as it were. And here the one that was holy and and that would. He went about doing good everywhere he went. They're putting him on trial, and now they can't even come up with even one accusation. I think he healed the centurion's son of the, by a word. Right. He yeah. wasn't going to the house. He was on his way there, I think. Wasn't he? Or he was on his way someplace else, and somebody took Yeah. Yeah, but he, he still had regard to the centurion. Yeah, he had regard to the centurion. If we're not a malefactor, if, we, if he was a malefactor, is an evildoer. Yeah. Yeah. He wouldn't have brought him to you. Yeah. So Pilate knew this was not a legal matter. Yeah. So far as the legal system was concerned, the Roman government was pretty fair. In yeah. fact, Paul appealed to it. You'll remember when he was. Uh, rescued by a captain by a centurion and he was bound he said is it lawful for you to scourge a man that's a Roman and uncondemned he was a Roman citizen he was born a Roman citizen is this lawful see he's going to he appealed to the law because the law of Rome was fair was fair yeah and Centurion heard Paul said he went to the chief told the chief captain saying take heed what thou doest for this man is a Roman yeah. mm-hmm. the outcome was then straightway they departed from him which should have examined him and the chief captain also was afraid after he knew that he was Roman and because he had bound him <laughs> yeah if you were a Roman citizen they couldn't even tie you up yeah, that's right. it was a fair System. So Pilate will do his best to get out of this dilemma. He's going to do it, but he's not going to be able to get out of it. Amen. Take and judge him according to your law. Other versions say judge according to your own law. So Pilate, he knew that the Jews had a legal system. Yeah. The law. I don't know how much of it he knew, but he told him to take Jesus before their their own courts and try him. I doubt that he had a detailed understanding of the law of Moses, but he knew enough to know they had provision to settle matters like this. He probably he knew that they that the Jewish law and the Jewish system didn't oppose the Roman government. 
if that was the case, then that would have been that would have been a different. But he knew that the Jews and the law didn't oppose government. The Jews were under enough government, so they should know. Well, there was a time whenever they they tried to make that an issue, whenever they they wanted to know whether he should pay taxes. To yeah, Rome. that was their attempt to make it a a, a civil matter rather than a religious matter. Yeah, they had to revert to their own thinking. Oh, see, they couldn't they couldn't point to anything in the law like that. Yeah, but I'm saying they they tried to, to they cross tried that to, line, yes. but it, it, they failed miserably. In fact, they, some of the charges they brought against him here was he didn't pay tribute that he had advocated not paying tribute. Now, those in Christ know that God does not allow insurrection against government. The 13th chapter of Romans establishes that. Let every soul be subject to the higher powers, that's the governmental powers. For there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Will thou not be, be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same, for he is a minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do evil, be afraid, for he beareth not the sword in vain, for he is the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Now by God's grace, we do live under a government that does not oppose doing good. Our government will not arrest, has not arrested any Christian charity that's supplying goods and helping people that they've never arrested. They're not right. against, they're not, it's not unlawful by our government to do good right. yeah. Yeah. among people. And this is a provision yeah. from God. While there are injustices and statutes that condone behavior condemned by God, we must give thanks there's not laws against yeah. doing good. Right. This is because Amen. God himself ordained government. Uh-huh. And if, it, uh, if he didn't give this rule, if the government wasn't ordained, see, it's been ordained to subdue the outbreak of, a, of evil like in Noah's day. Uh-huh. And if the government doesn't do its job... Well, we're seeing what happens. The Jews therefore said unto him, It's not lawful for us to put any man to death, that the saying of Jesus might be fulfilled. It's not lawful, not lawful. In the living verse, translation says, Only the Romans are permitted to to execute someone. Well, later, (laughs) this isn't how they reasoned when they stoned Stephen. Yeah, that's right, yeah. This isn't how they reasoned when they would have beaten Paul to death in Ephesus. That's right. This isn't how they reasoned when they stoned Paul and left him for dead at Lystra. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's the manner of religious flesh. Mm-hmm. If, for instance, I'm showing that what that tradition mm-hmm. always outweighs. Yeah, that's right what God said in the mind of those that accept it I'm talking about Mm -hmm. if the Lord Jesus says he that believes and is baptized shall be saved Mm -hmm. the traditionalist says the child is born to Christian parents is to be baptized yet as an infant Mm -hmm. which law overrides Mm -hmm. churches that teach infant baptism Mm -hmm. they don't think a whit about the fact they've contradicted what Jesus said. Yeah. If the Holy Spirit inspires Paul to say, yeah. let there be no divisions among you, but I would that you all speak the same thing, yes. and that there be no divisions among you, yeah. but that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and the same judgment. Yeah. First Corinthians 1.10. 
Now the sectarian mind says it won't it won't concur. Yeah, that's right. It won't do that. Yeah. It will not do that. Yeah. Sectarian mind says we can't agree or be in the same mind, so we'll just separate so we can keep our own view. Yeah. This is the manner now of right. traditional religion. Amen. Yeah. And you could you could think of a lot of different instances. There's a lot of things that show you that this is this is the case. Yes. That what's said, like mm-hmm. he says, keep the unity of the spirit. Yeah. yeah. Well, he that's 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 a that's a law. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's a mandate. Keep. That's, you come in yeah. united. Nobody comes in divided. Right. He says, when you come together in one place. One place. One place. Yeah. Uh-huh. So this is a nation. See, the Jews lived out what we what we know doctrinally. The Jews lived all that out and demonstrated that th- what happens when people yeah. adopt a human view of a divine utterance is. They showed us what people do. Right. They were cultured. They were cultured by Scripture with the intent to think like God. And even in that culture, this happened. Yeah. Well, we shouldn't be surprised that this has happened all through. Amen. All through history. Brother Given. Yes. Here, here it says it is not lawful for us to put any man to death. But they didn't say that in John chapter eight. When they had the lady caught in adultery, they didn't appeal to that law there, did they? Just use it however they want to for that lesson. Yeah, they didn't say the they didn't appeal to Roman law there, did (laughs) they? That's right, amen. See a defiled conscience. This is why no person in Christ must learn to live with a defiled conscience. Mm Your conscience must be purged from Amen. dead works to serve the living God. And the blood of Jesus Christ will do this. It will purge your conscience Amen. from dead works yeah, to serve right. the living God. Because when your conscience is defiled, yeah. you don't reason right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You reason wrongly. Mm-hmm. That's how tender the conscience is. It's not lawful for us to put any man... A, Think of the blasphemous statement of referring to the Lord Jesus Christ as any man. Yeah. Yeah. The premier man of all history. Yeah, but given you can see this, um, when God gave the law, there were a lot of, when Moses added, um, when he laid, laid it out for the people and, and the, the, the ministry of the tabernacle, there were a lot of things that if they didn't do right, okay. they would suffer death. That's that was right. the penalty. But you can see how the, the ordinances that he laid out, how this had become corrupted. They had taken that, you know, they, they, they could kill anybody that they could find a, a, a reason for, that they could make up a reason. They just killed them. And, and, did, and, and yeah. yet, God never has never taught us to look for something to kill somebody. I mean, yeah. that is the way you learn looking for. That's the exception. If you don't do this right, well then, you know. If, but but see, God never if He was interested in killing people, He He could have just exterminated the whole race. Well, He almost did, except for eight souls. <laughs> right. What I'm saying is, is God's working out His purpose, and so they've taken. This thing that that was to um, it, it had to work. I mean, it kept the people in line. Look at after Nadab and Abihu. We don't agree of anybody else offering strange fire. It, it appears as though they got the message. I don't know, but but it, but it. Well, that was before the tabernacle. The people didn't didn't see that. They probably heard about it. But. Well, it, it, at any rate, I, I think that that they've misused this whole thing of, of killing people. Well, they <laughs> and, did. And they just sought out to do their own will, and they tried to come up with some kind of religious reason why it should be done, so they didn't have to feel guilty about what they did. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly right. At this, another thing to note that. What God ordains, 
it's not just carried out automatically in a simplistic manner. Yeah, you should right. know by this text, this, uh -huh. this is not what happens. You're going to say, well, that's what they had to do. Well, they're condemned for doing it. See, that's not the way it's approached in Scripture because God's thoughts are not our thoughts and His ways are not our ways. Uh -huh. And the only thing you know about God is what He told you. That's right. Not personally told you. Uh -huh. What Amen. He has inspired to be written. Amen. So when you look at these things, you don't explain them away by saying this had to happen. That's uh -huh. not the proper response. Uh -huh. Paul said the Jews killed Christ. That's what he said. So we can say, well, God ordained, but God didn't ordain that they killed Christ. He ordained that Christ laid down his life. Amen. And there's all a difference in the world Amen. in those two things. Amen. Because if Jesus didn't lay down his life, they couldn't kill him. Yes. It says he's going to judge every man according to what his work shall be. That's right. Yeah. At the saying of Jesus, that the saying of Jesus yeah. might be fulfilled. Amen. Not the saying of the prophets, because yeah. the prophets didn't give a lot of details about Christ's death. The most are found in Isaiah 53, but they didn't give a lot of details about right. his death. Yes, what Jesus That's right. is his saying, his prophecy. Mm -hmm. Jesus not only went about doing good uh -huh. and hitting all possessed of the devil, uh -huh. he also prophesied. That's right. yeah. If you think back See if you can think back of anybody you've ever heard preach that Jesus prophesied. Those words. Jesus was a prophet. That's right. Amen. He's the prophet Moses said would come. Yeah. That's right. He went about, he, he prophesied. Uh -huh. He prophesied signs that would come at the That's time right. of the end, time of Christ. He prophesied the destruction of Jerusalem. He prophesied his own second coming. He prophesied of the day of judgment. Uh -huh. He prophesied the day the things that would occur at that time. He prophesied that many false Christs would come into the in his name. He uh -huh. prophesied that the love of many would wax cold. Uh -huh. Jesus was the prophet that was foretold. Amen. And Amen. rarely is he referred to as a prophet. But he was. I just drove home to my spirit Amen. how that Jesus went about. He was a teaching, preaching, uh -huh. but he was in this. He was pro prophesying. His first sermon was a prophecy. Amen. Yes. Amen. Uh -huh. Praise God. Well, I'll tell you. Amen. <laughs> yes. People will accept Jesus as a uh, someone who did good and healing people, but they won't accept him as a prophet. That's right. Uh -huh. Yes. Revelation chapter 19, verse 10. Uh -huh. It really, yeah. that, that's what taught me that. Uh -huh. When I fell down at his feet to worship him, the angel said to me, you must not do that. Mm -hmm. I am a fellow servant with you and your brothers who hold the testimony of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit. spirit of prophecy. prophecy. Not only is Jesus a prophet, uh -huh. but those who hold to the testimony of Jesus are also prophets. prophesying. That's because right. we are prophesying that Jesus is coming back and that he's going to judge the world. That's right. And that we are going to rise from the dead and live forever. That's yeah. prophecy, man. Amen. <laughs> it sure is. Yeah. Well, he that yeah. prophesies speaks on the edification yeah. and exhortation and comfort. Right. It's prophesying. That's right. Amen. Yeah, but I, I do, I just was blessed by thinking of fresh of Jesus as, yeah. well, he's called the prophet. The prophet. Yes. The prophet. Amen. You know that after two days is the feast of the Passover. There's uh -huh. a prophet. Jesus prophesied. And the Son of Man is betrayed to be crucified. Yeah. That's the saying that was fulfilled. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. And if I be lifted up from the earth, I'll draw all men unto me. This he said, signifying what death he should die. There was a prophecy. Now observe how the will of God was fulfilled. Satan himself was involved. Now, he entered into Satan. Right. He entered into Judas to betray Jesus. Uh-huh. The power of darkness was involved, yeah. given an hour to do their worst. Mm-hmm. Corrupt religion was used. Scribes, Pharisees, chief priests. Yes. Political rulers were used. Mm-hmm. Pilate and Herod. People of Israel were u- used and involved. As well as the Gentiles. They have textual... All kinds of people were involved teaching us that this death was for all men. It was for the world. And there were representatives from every segment of society involved in Christ's death as well as the devil and and all the principalities and powers. That shows you that the combined aggregation of wicked people Mm -hmm. can't stop God. Amen. Amen. That's the sort of thing you want to settle down in your soul. Amen. And if God be for us, who can be against us? Amen. Yet here's the irony of it all. Jesus died for all. Yes. See, all segments of society yes. were involved in his death, but yes. he died for all. Amen. That they must live. Here's why. Here's Amen. why he died for all. Yes. That they which live should not henceforth from now on live unto uh-huh. themselves, but unto him that died for them and rose again. Now listen, there's a lot of people that don't know this. Yeah. There's a couple of reasons why I think they don't know it, if I'm right. One is they just have not read the scripture. They're not familiar with what it says. But this isn't, this isn't said very often. I don't, it just isn't said very often. People are told, listen, here's why Christ died. So you would live unto him. See, that's, it's not said just like that. Yeah, yeah. You'll hear he died for your sins, and he did. Mm-hmm. He died so you could be saved, and he did. But think, but that's something that people picture that is happening at, at a point in time. That happens at a point of time. Uh-huh. But he's talking about not a point in time. He's talking about the rest of your life. Yeah, that's, right. yes. that's why Jesus died. Amen. So the rest of your life, you'd live to Him. Amen. That's right. To please Him. Yes. The rest of your life and forever. That's right. Amen. And here we do it with obstacles and mm-hmm. enemies and so forth. But there, <laughs> well, we'll have done with that so that with that factor. Amen. Can I give it? Yes. We just said that the purpose that Jesus died is in Colossians one twenty two. It says, In the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblessable and unreprovable in his sight. That's right. That's the ultimate reason. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's the ultimate reason. And you have to think in those. You have to think of the ultimate reason. Yes, Amen. And Jude twenty-four. Now unto Him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless, faultless, Amen. The presence yeah. of His glory with exceeding That's joy. Right. That's the ultimate aim. Amen. And if you're ever in any way tempted to to modify your conduct or do something that's questionable, think about the day of judgment. Yeah. That's right. Think about that. That this God's appointment is that you at that time will be blameless and yes. without wrinkle or amen. any such thing, and it'll it'll keep you pure. Yes, amen. It'll keep you pure. Now, do you wonder why Paul said, "Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves." Mm-hmm. Why amen. not? Vengeance mm-hmm. belongs to me. Yes. Amen. That's what God said. Mm-hmm. So God's going to adjudicate this whole case. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, 
There'll be people that repented. There's a whole host of people repented just a That's few right. days, few yes. days after this. Yes. Whole host of people mm-hmm. repented. That's right. But if somebody had avenged the death of Christ, see if mm-hmm. the disciples had taken swords and avenged the death of Christ, yes. Pentecost would never have happened. Yes. Yeah. 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 You know, Jesus. He it says he went about doing good. Right while he was here. Now he's in heaven, and he's doing the ultimate good there. He's, he's, he's our great high priest is administrating the kingdom. He's bringing many sons to glory. But he, as to the measure he's living in you, you'll go about doing good. Well, that's yes. true. In this that's world, true. I mean, he he's, yeah. he hasn't stopped doing good. He just has a whole lot of people he's really yeah. doing good through. Yeah. Well, the good specifically defined. Yes. Remember the the he's site. Good. Go ahead. Remember the disciples asked Jesus, should we call down fire from heaven? Mm-hmm. And Jesus said, remember, he said, you, know, you don't know what spirit you're of. Mm-hmm. There's going to be fire come down from heaven, all right. right. But not you're not the one going to call it down. Right. <laughs> See, they, got, they, they read that incident of Elijah. Mm-hmm. See, they thought that that was like a standard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a standard. That's right. It was for a period of time where they were living and not living under the new covenant. Yeah. Their only enemies that they knew about were flesh and blood enemies. They didn't know what you know about inimical spirits. They didn't know all that. Right. right. Wasn't revealed yet because they they lived out in the flesh the kind of thing that's lived out in the spirit. Yes. Warfare fighting. Marching, advancing, yeah. laying hold of. See, they yeah. lived all that out mm-hmm. in an outward manner. So when, when a person, there are some people that they think that that's the way it is in Christ. That, you, that you're guaranteed wealth and health and all this. Mm-hmm. But they forget that when those those guarantees were only if you kept the law without any law. Yeah. That's the only people that would promise those things. Mm-hmm. Amen. We're promised Amen. better things. That's right. Amen. And as God's discretion, He can make all those other, He can, He has no trouble making those happen. Yeah. Some of you probably have experienced some of them. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's not the standard. Amen. And the rest of you have something you'd like to add tonight? It was a threat. We call it coercion. They assume, see, their doctrine assumes you're wayward. So so we get the hammer. But in Christ, unless you're the exception, the assumption is you're tender. That's what happens when you're born again. This is what happens. Your conscience is purified. And you're dedicated to this. This is how everybody starts out this way. Yeah. Well, you're right. That's one of the big differences between law and grace. That's right. Mm -hmm. Law assumes you don't want to do it and you'd rather do something else. Yes. Grace assumes you do want to do it, Mm -hmm. and so it gives you the power to do it. (laughs) Do we have any record where a Pharisee looked at a centurion? Or the faith of a century he says, You have, I have seen, I have not found so great faith in this. Yes. <laughs> but Jesus could say those words because it was real. This was the right thing. Yeah. He really was exhibiting a greater faith than, than, yeah. than these, these Pharisees. What were they doing? Well, they weren't living by faith, is the problem. Well, Jesus said that that's the only man he saw like that. That's what he said. That's right. Then there was the woman, Syrophoenician woman, right. who made a similar statement That's to right. her. Yeah, yeah. So here you here you have uh, two people 
that wouldn't pass the test of scribes and Pharisees that Jesus said their faith exhaled. Exceeded. <laughs> that's because that's what Christ looks for. Yes, amen. Amen. Remember he said one time to his disciples, where is your faith? Yeah, that's right. How do you answer something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm sure that this tradition that was mixed with the Word of God and these Israelites this added to the suffering of Christ. Oh, yes. It added to his suffering. And, and you'll find that it'll add to your suffering, too. Yeah, I remember you he looked Christ. Well, at the tomb of Lazarus, they were all unbelievable. He said he, he yeah. groaned. Yeah. yeah. He groaned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you you got to be careful. If you're around these kind of people, you have to be careful because they can discourage you. They're, they're, by the way that they treat you, they can discourage you if you're not careful. Yeah, you'll outgrow that eventually. Yeah, you will. That is the truth, though. That's one of the greatest reasons to grow up. Yes. Because a person that doesn't is vulnerable to this yes. sort of thing. And it's not their own fault. That's why the church is to be as particularly diligent. Yeah. If they got new converts, they got to particularly be diligent to t- teach these so they grow that's up right. into all things. So it's protect will protect them. Yeah, that's right. Yes. If they don't grow up, they'll be Amen. easily deceived. Mm-hmm. Amen. Like a, like a new person in Christ might express their faith, and then somebody come alongside and say, "Hey, you know, you're not allowed to do that. You're a woman. You're not allowed to speak." Yeah. Oh yeah. See that? that kind oh of yeah. This yeah, some some of us were held back a little for a while about stuff like that. It's great to be free. I don't mind telling Amen. you. Amen. Great to be free. Amen. I can... <laughs> no, Brother Bob can probably remember some of this, but I can remember when I experienced freedom in some of these areas and yes. I ordered, I told the Lord, if you show it to me, I'll preach it. Yeah. And boy, I announced that and <laughs> joy broke out. <laughs> Joy broke out in the assembly, and yeah. you found out that a lot of people kind of sensed that, and yeah. some of them wanted that. Some yeah. of them had something to say, but yeah. the tradition wouldn't let them say it. Yeah. So when you see this, you tell it, tell it to people, because you might be surprised how many people will be glad to hear about this freedom. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Brother Given, I was listening to listening to uh, one of the old lessons on SoundCloud the other day and you said some people just say your 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 meetings are just so long and you said well just it's too bad we got a lot of things to say <laughs> yeah you notice I, I I pictured it an ad in the newspaper for the local theaters that said all movies will now be 10 minutes yeah and then the athletic arena, the football and basketball, saying all games will now be are now cut down to twenty minutes. Yeah. It wouldn't go over. No. Because people want that. So. That's right. Yeah. That's right. What about Paul? He preached all day, he was down well into the night. Amen. Raised Eutychus from the dead and continued to break a day. Amen. <laughs> That's newness. Doesn't say everybody left either, does it? Right. Amen. I have an idea Eutychus didn't sit in the window, but... Yeah. Well, some people aren't satisfied with short meetings. That's right. That's, That's right. right. <laughs> oh, I remember when the things of God began to burst on my soul and person pre- back then, there nothing to preach an hour, but then you were sorry it was ended. You know, you, oh, you're just get, kind of getting into it. <laughs> <laughs> it, was the, it wasn't it wasn't length for the sake of length that's right, no, that's right. it was, it was because there was something that was valuable that's right. being Amen. communicated uh, I, I, some of this has come to pass because frankly there's a lot of fluff and stuff well I got things to do yeah. I don't need to be well, sitting now, see the, now they they replaced long preaching with long singing Oh yeah. oh yeah, and it's not substantive singing either. Uh-huh. But yeah, so it isn't that people object to length. It's yeah. just 
what they don't want a lot of things said about. Yeah. Anyone else? All right, it's been good to be with you tonight. Amen. Amen. All right, as we begin our prayers in light of our lesson, it, I think it's very important for us to maintain the focus of the lesson uh, and, and not 